The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Father, let every ear be anointed to hear and every heart receptive to receive all that you have. Today we pray in Jesus' name. I want to read two verses from the book of Habakkuk. Today we celebrate 26 years of God's grace. Verse 2 of chapter 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall not speak, or its end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come to pass, and it will not tarry. You might be here today, and you have a vision on the inside of you, but you haven't seen it come to pass yet. How many are in that situation right now? That does not mean to say it's not going to come to pass. I can remember when we were meeting in the Sun Dome, and then we moved out of the gymnasium into the big dome. We had a drape, we had to drape the curtains. It was a Sunday morning set up at four o'clock to get all the sound in place, and then a tear down and everything. I mean, crazy when you don't own your own property. And then, of course, the Lord called us to go to Madison Square Garden. So that year, to cut all of the expenses, we trimmed down, we moved into the Bible School Auditorium, which was located over on Bush Boulevard. How many remember whoever came into that building in Bush Boulevard? We packed, the maximum we packed in there was 1,050 on a Sunday morning. We actually have to have two services just to accommodate the people, which I hate two services anyway, because you miss half of the congregation, you don't see the other half. People think people have left, but they're there, but you just can't get them together. And we, there were many times in all night prayer meetings and we'd be praying and my wife saw a place with palm trees and flags and windows and whatever. It was really this place. People told me about it. They'd mentioned something about it, but I can remember, I knew that this place was a car dealership and we were driving, we were coming from Brandon that day from the Brandon Mall. It was right off to New York and off to Shreveport. We'd done those two mass crusades, 107,706 decisions, two crusades that cost us $8.3 million. And we were driving up the highway and I, to be honest with you, I didn't have any faith for anything at that time because in 12 months, we had spent ourselves in two mass crusade efforts that I just really just wanted to, you know, just, just pray, keep my head above water, and I wasn't really looking to do anything other than just basically, I wouldn't say I was surviving, but really I wasn't really believing for anything. I was just like thankful that we were able to pull both those things off and come through it. And we were driving up the highway, my wife watching this property, and this was a car dealership, and there's 1,300 parking bays and, and floodlit, and of course we saw the cars dwindle, dwindle, dwindle till where there's nothing. And she just out of her mouth said, that's our property. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about, woman? What are you talking about? And I thought, 
people are going to think we're crazy if we did New York, rented the garden, rented Shreveport, Hirsch Coliseum six weeks, and now we're going to go buy what is 83 acres at that time. We bought other property around and now it's 90 acres. What are the, what are the people going to think? First of all, we don't have the money. We do not have the finances to even go do that. But she was so, it was, I knew that it was the Lord because my wife is not like that. Adonica, I'm the visionary. I'm the one that says we're going to do this. And she goes, what? Now, yeah, you talk about a role reversal. She's the one that says, that's our property. I go, what? I think, you know, you get married, you become more and more like each other. Of course, she's still beautiful. I'm just the same way that I always was, you know. But the bottom line is that she just said, that's our property. And something sparked on the inside of me. So then we did the investigation into it, and we found out that this place wasn't really for sale. We called the company, this used to be the old AutoNation, was owned by Wayne Zenga, the old AutoNation, and the, and the other car place. There were two companies. They bankrupted this one and just went to one. So this place was only four years old at the time. It even had fiber optics in it. Everything was just built. And now, going into the construction, we could see how it was really built. It's almost like a bomb shelter, the foundation on this thing. When they went to put the balconies in, they said, Pastor, we had to up our plans to even match the plans of what was already here. That's how well this place was built. So the Lord prepared this house for us. While we were going after souls, God was building us a place. While we were en route to... To souls, this place had opened four years before we bought the thing. Was it two years before? Okay, so that means while we were at Madison Square Garden, they were building our church. While we were doing Shreveport, we, they were building our church. Remember what I've always told you here. If you build God's house, God will build your house. Are you with me? And we moved onto the property. We didn't even have a bank to finance us. I didn't even know how we were going to do it. I just knew if I could rent the thing as an African, there's a certain law that if you occupy, they can't kick you out because it's like a squatter's law. So I thought, I'm going to squat. We'll bless God. We'll just squat on the property and they ain't throwing me off. I'm going to believe God for a miracle. So we moved on that first summer camp meeting in July of 2000. And one, we moved in here. And I was never going to leave. So then I started negotiations, you know. So they said to me, the place is not for sale. They said, our university is looking at it. I said, it's mine. What are you talking about? I said, and if you sold it, what would you want? They said, well, it's worth about 16 million at the time. We'll, we'll take 8 million. I said, I'll give you 10. I didn't have a dollar. I said, I'll give you 10. They said, why do you want to give us more than we want for it? I said, because you think I don't have the money. I have plenty of money. I do. You know, that's just the way. Because I don't have it, but God does. Can you say amen? Don't ever walk around and look like a beggar. Because you represent the king. You are children of the king. How many children of the most high God are here today? So I said, we're buying it. I said, I'm going to give you 10 million. 
They said, okay, how are you going to do that? I said, I'll give you six million down. I don't even know where the six million is coming from. I'll give you six million down, a two million in tax write-off, and the other in five years. And they said, well, forget the two down. I mean, the two, the write-off, put the six down and the other two in five years is a fine deal. And we put it together, and then we found a finance company that really only finances Baptist churches. They do not finance Pentecostals. They're very conservative. You saw the pictures of everybody involved in this foundation. They're all just, I don't know how to explain it to you. They just look like a bunch of accountants. Are you with me? And they looked at our finances and what we had done over the previous years, and they said, this is what they said, in 25 years of funding churches, we have never seen a church that has spent so much money outside of themselves with no benefit back to themselves that we feel you deserve this piece of property. So we're going to give you a loan. We're going to give you the loan. No money down. The, 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 all the documents showed up here. I signed them and I bought it with no money. I bought the place with no money, not one dollar. The word went out through the city that Pastor Rodney has a hundred million in the bank. I didn't even argue. I said, we do. Thank God. Yes. Amen. The word in California was, that guy, he rented Madison Square Garden, then he rented Shreveport, now they bought 83 acres. Those people are rolling in the dough. <laughs> we had nothing. <laughs> but I didn't argue. I didn't say, no, we don't have 100 million. I just said, oh, isn't it wonderful what God's doing? <laughs> don't argue. Don't argue. Are you with me? Just get in agreement with God and His Word. So, I even had a pastor of a major church in this region. He came and he looked at everything and he looked at me and said, I could just slap you. <laughs> no, because he knows they just built their whole place, spent millions and millions of dollars and up to the eyeballs and debt. And here we were all walked in here and I'm just walking around just smiling and happy, you know, because we do have the joy which that's like crazy. That means you can have no money and still be happy. No, that means you can have no money in the bank and still laugh your head off and still roll in the floor. Everybody say, what's wrong with them? You're just drunk and you learn to stay drunk. Are you with me? And if people say, oh, you, you won't believe what's going to cost. Give me another drink. <laughs> which I've had to do a lot here the last number of weeks. 17 weeks ago, that was a sanctuary. 17 weeks, that was a full-functioning auditorium. And 49 days, 48 days from now, it'll be a full-functioning auditorium. And let me tell you right now, it's a miracle. Are you with me? So every week they say, Pastor, we have to send this out. Pastor, we have to do this. I think this next week is another half a million just on the balconies again. Somebody said, what do you do? Uh, give me another drink. <laughs> I have drank a lot here the last few months. Are you with me? New wine. I've drank a lot of new wine the last few months. They, their office will say, we need this. Kenneth will tell me, Dad, we need this. I go, give me another drink, son. <laughs> Amen. Somebody said, what are you going to do? 
What are you going to do when situations arise and suddenly you need certain things? Just have another drink. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. The Lord said, when we started this church 26 years ago, he said, have a place where you can love the people. How many feel the love of God here today? He said, love the people, feed the people, touch the people. Tonight will be a big anointing service here in celebration. Are you with me? Tonight we'll lay hands on everything that moves, so don't miss tonight. Amen. Love the people, feed the people, and touch the people. One of the biggest requests that we have coming by way of television, is there a church like the river in our area? And the saddest things, I have to tell them, no. They'll mention major cities. Is there a church like the river? I said, no. I mean, there's churches call themselves the river, but if you go, there's probably a swamp. There's other places. No, no, I'm not against any church, but they want a church like this one. This one is very unique. Are you listening to me? So I tell them there's these churches. I don't know if they're like us. Are they winning souls? I don't know. Do they allow the Holy Spirit to flow freely? I don't know. Do they allow the people to be released and to do what God's called them to do? I don't know. Many places I know they control everybody. And people are talked out of it instead of being empowered into it. This church is a place of raising up people from every tribe and tongue to accomplish heaven's purpose and plan for their life. How many of you, just since you've been coming here, you already have aligned yourself with God's purpose for your life and you're already seeing an acceleration? Well, let me tell you right now, get ready for the next 36 months because what you're about to see is going to eclipse everything that you've ever seen in your whole life put together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord has raised this church up for this day. In actual fact, it wasn't until I got arrested that I suddenly realized the purpose of the River Church. I really realized that the River Church was born for COVID-19. Are you with me? The River Church was born for the time of the lockdown. The River Church was born to stand against the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. The River Church was born. <laughs> and I have to choose my words correctly because I don't want to have to repent later. Because for us to even be here today after 26 years, forget the arrest, the abuse that we have taken, even from other religious institutions, is beyond anything you can ever imagine. If anything, that alone would make you just forget about it. But the Lord said, no, you keep obeying me. You'll see. You'll, it'll all come plain to you. It'll, you'll understand. I said, but Lord, I see certain things. I kept seeing balconies in there. Everybody said, don't do balconies. I kept seeing them. So what's that? That was part of the vision, the university. And now all of what God's doing with the expansion of everything with all the different schools that are coming up from the music school to the school of government, the Culinary Institute, agriculture, and just many of the other things that we will unveil here in the next six to eight months. 
So this is a place where people are coming to get their marching orders from the Lord. It's not just a place to attend church on Sunday. If you just want a place to attend church on Sunday, there's many other places that you can attend the church on Sunday. This is a place with purpose. And every single purpose person that walks into this place has a purpose. And it's our job to connect you with that purpose. And I'm happy to report to you that over 26 years now, that thousands of people that have come through, many now that have been spread around the world, that new churches are springing up, Bible schools are springing up, people are being called into missions, people are going to the far-flung corners of the earth carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ that was sitting in a pew or in a chair just like you are today that maybe came in here bruised, battered, and torn by life, but yet God attached them to his eternal purpose. So if... I can tell you that from 26 years. What are you going to be doing here in the next three to five to 10 years if Jesus tarries, that God is going to raise you up to accomplish all that heaven's purpose and plan is for your life? This is the greatest hour to be alive where we are the ones that will usher in the return of King Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen. What are we doing with ourselves on a daily basis? We are busying ourselves, bringing in the harvest of souls, telling people your life is a mirror so that people can see Jesus through your life. When they say, I see Jesus in your eyes, I hear Jesus in your voice, and I feel Jesus in your touch. That's what you are. You're a mirror. You're a reflector of God's goodness and his grace to a generation of people that have lost their way. And that's for everybody here. That's from the littlest child to the oldest saint. Can you say amen? Amen. When I walk around, I see Jesus in you. Somebody said, yeah, but I'm just visiting. Well, we're... Somebody said, I don't know him. We're going to get him in you before the end of the service. (laughs) Not only to be the one that would carry the gospel to the far-flung corners of the globe by just letting the light shine from you, but to be the extension of the hands of Jesus, his healing hands, his delivering hands. How many have had the privilege of taking your hands and laying it on a sick person and praying for them? Wave your hand at me. Were you persecuted for it? Who's been persecuted for doing that? Do it again. Do it twice. Do it more. Whatever you're being persecuted for, you must know you're right over the target. Are you with me? That's what I do. I double down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know I'm right over the target. So the extension of his hands, that's what we're seeing happen over 26 years. The extension of the hands of Jesus. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring the glad tidings of the gospel. Look at your feet and say, how beautiful my feet are. are. Tell your neighbor, look at my beautiful feet. (laughs) 
These feet bring the glad tidings. I said, these feet bring the glad tidings. These feet carry great joy. These feet carry good news. So not only people saved and healed and delivered, but signs and wonders and the supernatural that are the order of the day, that you have no clue what's going to happen, but during the day, a supernatural happenings will take place. Just like people announce there's a storm broke out. People say, the devil says, oh, there's a supernatural happening, Brian, breaking out. The demons say, it's those river members again. They're coming into the place. They're wreaking havoc on our kingdom. Hallelujah. Yes. Right in the middle of a, of a major attack on your own life, suddenly you attack back and the enemy loses. Hallelujah. He's losing on every front. He's fired his biggest shot at you. And every shot has failed. Hallelujah. 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 We told you, and especially over the last number of years, the book of Acts coming alive in your daily life on a daily basis. In other words, what you read in the book of Acts, you see on a regular basis. That's why I hear people talk about, oh, you must see what God's doing over there. I said, let me just see what God's doing over here. Stop any one year and they'll tell you what God's doing. What do you mean you've got to fly over there to go see what God's doing? It's happening here and everywhere the people go. All throughout the city of Tampa, all St. Pete, Clearwater, all the way to Lakeland, all the way down to Sarasota, Braden, all the way up to Ocala, all the way into Orlando, Florida. Everywhere the river goes. I know there's people that would like to dam us. They'd like to put a dam up and stop the flow of the water from the river, but you cannot stop the flow of the river of God. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Because they don't know about the pastor. I'm a dam buster. I break dams up. Are you with me? Hallelujah. We we use Holy Ghost dynamite and we break up everything that will block the flow of the river of God. Nothing is going to stop you. Nothing's going to stop you in December. Nothing is going to stop you in the month of December. Nothing will stop you in the month of December. And then next year. If you put it on television, if you listen to the news, you, you, don't, you can't believe that. But when you switch off all that stuff and listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. When I look back over 26 years, what do I see? I see the supernatural hand of God in provision that has been amazing, and we've told many of the stories, and we'll continue to tell them until Jesus comes, but the stories that we've told from 25, 26 years ago, all the way 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 
five years ago, three years ago, are minimal in comparison with the stories that we will tell of the next three to five years as we see what God is doing. Can you say amen? amen. You say, why? Because the best is always to come. Because he saves the best wine to last. Hallelujah. 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 You might be watching my way of television. The best, the best is yet to come. Not behind you. Somebody says, yeah, but it doesn't look like that in the way in the world. No, in the world, it's going to be trouble. In the world, all hell is breaking loose. Everything they're trying is failing. Every shot they fired at the church has fallen at their feet. And God is making an open mockery of them right now. Are you with me? Because they touched the church. And you don't dare touch the church. If you touch the church, God will touch you. Right now, if you want to know, so how many want to know what God's doing right now? He's laughing. He sits in the heavens and he laughs. <laughs> He's laughing. God is laughing right now. And the enemy's blocking his ears. He's in like a derision. In his total confusion, running around like a dog on his, trying to catch his own tail. And just, that's what happens. God is have the enemy in derision. But the church in total provision. The devil's firing blanks. Thinking, I'm going to take him out. And when he looks again, you're further ahead than you were before he fired. You think, oh, I should never have fired on them. I thought I was going to take him out. They're better off now than I should have left them alone. What am I doing? I think the devil's gone bald. He's tore all his hair out of his head. I don't know. I'm just making it up. You know, they say that people, when they're really distressed, they tear their hair out. Who ever heard that? He's tearing his hair out. Doesn't know what to do. So I see the supernatural provision of God, not just in the life of the church, but in every life that's come through here. It's miraculous. Everything of the past 26 years is miraculous. When I look back at the past 26 years, I see the protection of God on us many times from outside situations that came in that wanted to take the ministry in this direction, wanted to take the ministry in that direction. And we were nice to everybody, and some we even entertained for up to six months hoping, but then they exposed themselves for what they were, and the whole thing fizzled out, and we walked right through, and the Lord protected us, protected us, protected us, protected us. Can you say amen? We allow everybody in, welcome with open arms, but you don't really know what the motive is until the rubber meets the road. You don't really understand that. And it doesn't always manifest. Sometimes it takes up to six months and then suddenly you begin to see the true colors start coming through. 
and the Lord protected us. And we believe for his utmost protection from now on out till he comes. Are you with me? That he'll protect us. He'll protect all of you. When I look back over 26 years, I see how God delivered us out of things. Because there were some situations where we found ourselves between a rock and a hard place. And I did not know what to do. You say, what did you do, Pastor? I went, help! Can you practice that with me? It works every time. No, I'm going to tell you how to get help. This is how you do it, okay? Who, wants, who needs supernatural help? Here's, here's how you do it. I'll go one, two, three, and just, you just shout out help. Just try to put something with it. Go one, two, three. It works every time. Somebody said, I never got any help. You never asked for it. You didn't ask for it. You, you say, help. When I need help, I don't go, help. I go, help! Can we try that one more time? I want you to get, you've got to practice the fervency of the cry for help. Are you with me? I mean, the whole of heaven goes, huh? You ready? One, two, three. I know these people saying, God will never answer that. He does. And he has for me many times. Somebody said, yeah, but I, I live in a, 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 a house with many other people. You know, maybe you're a student here. You can take a pillow and put it over your mouth. And people say, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm fine. I, I was just talking to the Lord. I was just talking to the Lord. Get in your car. You just drive down the road. I know they don't teach people to pray this way. I'm telling you how to pray. See, a lot of people need God to deliver them, but Father, as we've come today, Lord, you know this problem. Lord, it's a big problem. God, if you look down in your sovereignty upon us, oh God, whatever you do, please help. If you can, that'd be great. If you don't, I'll just die. So, 
What if I told you as your pastor that I've shouted for help more times than anything else? <laughs> he hears from heaven. What he does, it's swift. And he comes. And he brings deliverance to his people and brings them out. Now you say, well, when you got arrested, did you? No, I'd already done that way before I got arrested. I didn't do anything. When I got arrested, I was just, they kind of chilled. They cuffed me, took me away, put me in the prison. I went to sleep. Because I'd already done all the help beforehand. Are you with me? Because I knew what was coming. So I see supernatural deliverance. Supernatural protection and provision of the hand of God upon this ministry and upon the people of this ministry. If you go to a restaurant, they've got certain menus they serve you. You come to this restaurant, these are the, this is the menu that we serve you. You're going to be okay. You're going to be pro- God's got you covered. Are you with me? Gracias, Señor. Gracias. You see, because what God's made available to the church is all of these spiritual things that we need from all the nine fruit of the Spirit. His love, His joy, His peace, His gentleness, His goodness, His faithfulness. I mean, everything we need. And then the gifts of the Spirit. So you never know when you're going to get attacked by a word of knowledge. No, you're going along and you walk into a situation and there's a bunch of stuff going on and God drops on the inside of this is a lie. And you say, this is all fake. It's a lie. How did you know? 
well, I've got access to inside information. That's what the Lord has given this church, inside information of stuff that's going to happen before it happens. Are you with me? So that nothing just happens without us knowing about it. How does the enemy even stand a chance? The devil's going to look at us, I can't believe it. He told them. God wouldn't have told them what I was doing. The devil's discussing the faith. I tell you, that surely bombed. We tried everything and it bombed. It failed. Now, I will say this, as I wrap this up here this morning, I mean, one of the things I've seen over 26 years is supernatural persecution. I mean, two where people make up all kinds of lies about the church. Even if you go down the highway here, there's a Confederate flag that flies. People said it was flying on our property. They did. If you go, I think it's Google, whatever, said Howard Brown flies a Confederate flag from the church. It's an American flag, you jackass. It's an American flag. But they just write in there and type it. Oh, yeah, that river church, they fly Confederate flag. And then people make up all kinds of, every kind of thing known to man. And all we have to do is just make, just ignore, just keep going, have another drink, keep doing exactly what God tells us to do. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today we celebrate his goodness. Can you believe they would say that we even flew a Confederate flag? <laughs> there are people saying that Hal Brown, he, he's a racist. <laughs> Their church is just a gathering of white supremacists. Like, really? Seriously? (laughs) 
And it's because these white churches in Tampa, they're mad because they can't get any people of any nationality to come there. <laughs> They've never cried for help. They're jealous. They're jealous of the fact that we have people from every tribe and tongue here. So they want to make up stories. That's a nice hat you have. It actually looks like a halo. Yeah. My mom used to make hats for all the ladies. Yeah. Too much, too much joy. Gosso. This is a place where the Lord can anoint people's heads with oil. And their cups can run over. And if they show up here without a cup, they get issued a brand new cup. Can you say amen? And we keep that cup filled to overflowing.
Bring it here. Yeah, she's doing good. Somebody said, what did you do? We just threw her in the river. We're going to get as many people and just throw them into the river. Just throw them into the river. Just throw them in. Amen. 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 Supernatural equipment coming on God's people now. Supernatural equipment coming on you now. Even to deal with this next week. Nothing shall come upon you unawares. You'll be steps ahead of the enemy. And every attack of the wicked, you'll laugh at it. You'll join in with heaven. You'll join in with your heavenly Father. Supernatural healing, deliverance taking place right now across the congregation, even in your homes. 
gozo, gozo de Dios, río de Dios, vino nuevos, burbujea. Más. Let the Lord wrap his arms around you today as we celebrate his goodness. Amen. It's overwhelming, really, and I'm over, I, I, I have no words. I said to Donica last night, can you believe 26 years? Are you kidding me? Where did it go? Amazing. What's God about to do? I want everybody to bow your heads across the field. For everybody here today and you that are watching, I want to give an invitation. If you fit in any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. What would happen if today was your last day on the earth? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You don't have to go to a devil's hell because 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, the price was paid and the blood was shed. And just like that old song said, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath their flood lose all the guilty stain. Today, the power of sin will be broken. The power of guilt and shame will be removed from your life. You might have come in one way, but you'll leave another way. Not just for you here, but you that are watching. Maybe you gave your life to the Lord in days gone by, but you've grown cold. You're not serving God like you should. There's things... Maybe even that are hidden that you've never dealt with. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, hidden things that have clunked the heart of man. But today you say, I want it gone. The Bible says he will take out the stony heart and put it in a heart of flesh. He said, a new spirit will I put within you. Will you let him do that? Maybe it's not hidden. Maybe it's something outward that all can see. You feel like, well, what's the use? Everybody can see what kind of person I am. But God is the one that can take an individual and transform their life. If you would just let him do it. You can't go do it yourself. You have to let him do it. You have to come just as you are and surrender to him. Say, yes, Lord. You might never have another opportunity. Today might be the final opportunity you get. This very day, your life could require it of you. Maybe you're sitting on this field today or you're watching in your homes and you say, I gave my life to the Lord years ago, but a storm came against my life. It just rocked my world. A sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that shook me to the core, knocked the breath out of my sails, the wind out of my sails. Today I need to come back. He loves you, and he says, come. Will you surrender to him today? Will you say, yes, Lord, from this day I'm going to follow you, not 
but 100%. I'm going to follow you all the way. He loves you so much. And then lastly, you hear, you say, I do love the Lord, but I'm not sure of my salvation. The devil's always lying to me, telling me that I'm not saved, but today I want to make sure. I want to know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God. If this is you and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you are. Quickly, put your hand up and say, pray for me right now. All across the field, right at the back, another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand. Raise up high. Another hand. Raise up high and say, yes, Lord, today is my day of freedom. Today is my day. I surrender to him right now. Just slip it up high and say, yes. You can put your hands down. I want you to look at me right now, please. On this side, all the way through the back, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Slip that hand up and say, include me. Gracias. Thank you. Anybody else? Yes. Gracias. This middle section, you didn't raise hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up right now, right at the back. God bless you. Anybody else? Thank you. This far side, yeah, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Slip it up high and say, yes, that's me. Thank you. I want every person that raised your hand, I want you to stand right now. Stand. All across the field, just stand right now. Everyone that raised your hand, stand right now. I'm going to ask you to bring your personal belongings and come stand right there. We're going to pray together. Come. Come. Turning back. No turning back. The cross before me. Take the whole world. You can take the whole world. But give me Jesus. You can 
take the whole world. Give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. I want you to look at me if you would, please. We're going to pray one simple prayer. One prayer fits all. If you mean business with God, God means business with you. You in your homes, as I pray with them, you pray with me. I've done this around the world, 85 countries now in 43 years, and I see the results. As people come up to me many years later, say, Pastor, I gave my life to Jesus on such and such a day. They even tell me the city, the town, where it was. And then they say, let me tell you what the Lord's done. So I know big things happen out of these moments. For you that are watching in your homes, pray this together with me. Raise your right hand to heaven, close your eyes, and pray this with me right now. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead, I will be saved. So Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world, and I turn my back on sin, and I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me, and thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day, I will never be the same. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith, in the finished work of the cross, and by the shed blood of Jesus, I am saved. Thank you for saving me now. Now lift those hands to heaven. Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day when we stand before you, let not one be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation, we pray. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown, or for additional resources, visit revival.com.